You are listening to episode 28 of the Happy Outdoor Families podcast. In today's episode, I share a conversation with Lindsay LaPointe. We had a great time talking about getting outside with our families, but also about the value of adventuring without our kids. I definitely left this conversation inspired to make more time for myself outside. And I hope you find some helpful insights and information that you can apply to your own outdoor life as well. Listen in. Welcome to Happy Outdoor Families, the podcast that encourages and equips families to spend more time exploring and playing together outside. I'm your host, Emily Eisenbarger, And I hope that as you listen in each week, you will feel inspired and excited about reconnecting your kids and yourselves with the outdoors. Each Monday, I will be bringing you a grown-up episode featuring conversations about all things outdoor play and adventure related. Every Wednesday, make sure you tune in for an episode just for the kids to listen to with their grown-ups, where I will bring you a simple play invitation to get you started with some fun, open-ended outdoor play. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Happy Outdoor Families. I have another great guest on the show today. Lindsay LaPointe is an outdoor adventurer, a writer, a middle school teacher, and a mom. She currently lives with her family in New England, where she enjoys hiking and documenting her adventures on her blog, The Freelance Adventurer, and on social media. She is a regular contributor to the Seacoast Moms blog and recently wrote a book, Seacoast Hikes and Nature Walks, to share her knowledge of some of the amazing trails in the Seacoast region. Lindsay loves to take her family out in the wild on adventures, but also does a great job getting out on solo adventures. I am honored to have Lindsay here today to share more about her outdoor life. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. So to start off, I would love to hear a little bit more about your background with outdoor recreation and time in the outdoors. So can you tell me a little bit about what your outdoor life was like, maybe pre-motherhood or even when you were growing up? Sure. Yeah, I was um, really lucky. My parents were both elementary school teachers. And so that meant they had the summers off and all the same breaks. And if you're elementary school teachers, you don't make a ton of money. And so I think their family vacation solution was to do everything outdoors. We had a little pop-up camper. We'd go to the national parks. We'd go to the state parks. We'd camp. We'd meet up with grandparents. And we did do a lot of hiking. I wouldn't say we did any kind of extreme outdoor adventures. I wasn't exposed to backpacking or like necessarily really big peaks or rock climbing, things like that, but lots of nature walks. And I also grew up in the Pacific Northwest and that's just a major, (laughs) wonderful place to do all those things. Um, So I had that and then I didn't really kind of identify as an outdoorsy person, even through college. Um, I was pursuing sciences. I was really into music. Um, and then it was like, I kind of fell into a job as a science educator, where I was working for the Los Los Angeles County Outdoor Science School. And 
all of the people I was working with were these amazing outdoor adventurers. You know, they were like, oh, it's the weekend. Let's go to Joshua Tree and go climbing. And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And they're like, let's, you know, let's go kayaking. Let's go um, backpacking. Um, So I really thank those friends for getting me to kind of be like, oh, this is something we can do on weekends as adults. Um, And then I was applying for college in Maine to be a teacher and I needed residency. So I applied for a job at Appalachian Mountain Club, which is like the largest outdoor nonprofit in the U.S. It it's manages all these trails in the Northeast. And I must have clicked the wrong box because they call, I thought I was applying for like a teaching job and they called me and were like, you applied for this um, uh, <laughs> backpacking guide job. And I was like, oh, oh wow. Oh, oops. Okay. Well, and I did the interview and they gave me the job and I had like never backpacked. So when I started training for it, they (laughs) trained me how to be, you know, a backpacking guide and I completely fell in love with it. So I did have lots of experience like outdoors growing up, but the way I became kind of like into backpacking and really having strong understanding of the White Mountains in New Hampshire here and stuff is just completely random and by accident. But um, it is a fun story. And now it's like a huge part of my identity. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's so wild that you just fell into that into it that way. Like my friends getting a job were, doing it. <laughs> yes. And my friends were laughing because they're like, you got a job as a backpacking guide. You don't backpack. And then they were like, well, we have to take you on one before you go out to New Hampshire for this job. And I was packing all the wrong stuff. I had to go buy a backpack. I was like, so we bring like hot dogs? And they're like, no, you don't bring hot dogs. And I'm like, so like, how do we cook our food? They're like, you need a backpacking stove. I had no idea. Um, But I ended up (laughs) working for AMC for like six seasons. And I I consider Um, myself, uh, you know, really comfortable with it now. But um, it is like super random. I just accidentally got checked the wrong box when I applied for a job. Wow. Well, lucky you. I know. (laughs) I know. Really well. (laughs) You know, that's so interesting. Um, So you were talking about growing up and you spent a pretty good amount of time outdoors with your family and, you know, the camper and everything. And it's so interesting to you say you didn't really consider yourself outdoorsy. And I think that's kind of a word that has a lot of different meanings attached to it that sometimes people feel like, well, if I'm not doing the most extreme things, if I'm not, you know, backpacking or climbing mountain peaks, then I'm not really an outdoorsy person. But I think it you can really think of it as just being outdoorsy is when you enjoy spending time outdoors in oh, so absolutely. many different ways. Absolutely. Yeah. And now I see that. But when yeah. <laughs> now, and now you like, have so many great experiences. Yes. And I'm like, anytime ways. an urban park is outdoorsy, yeah, you know, it doesn't right. have to be. Uh, you know, in a wilderness setting. Yeah. So how have have your experiences, um, I mean, both of these, so growing up doing camping and spending time outside with your family and also now as you've had more training and being able to do some of those bigger adventures outdoors, how how has that impacted your outlook on maybe time outside or your connection to the outdoors? The outdoors have become huge for my kind of my identity, I would say. I really find solace there. I feel like I need it. Um, And it's become a huge part of being a 
parent for me. Mm-hmm. Um, getting my kids outdoors. My husband um, also enjoys outdoor recreation, although he, <laughs> of course, he and I don't like the same things outdoors. I'm like hiking and camping and he's like, you know, cycling and climbing <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but we both in, enjoy the outdoors and it, it is a huge part of um, kind of our family dynamic. When you had your babies, since now you've got two young kids at home, right? Mm-hmm. How did your outdoor life shift when your kids were born? I know you get outside really regularly now with your kids. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you've done from the beginning or how has that evolved for you? So when I had my son, actually before I had my son, I was like booking campsites, you know, like for when he'd be three months old because I wanted those good campsites. Um, I was not that intimidated by that. I didn't, I was more intimidated by like, I'm not like necessarily familiar with babies, but I was very familiar with camping. And my parents had, had told stories of camping with me as a baby. So it was a normal kind of thing I thought of. Um, and when I had him, because I'm a teacher, I took like, he's a spring baby. I took the rest of the spring off and then I had the summer and like my husband's working, my friends are busy. And so he was carted around on all sorts of outdoor adventures, camping, um, a bunch. I took him up to Acadia National Park with some friends, um, up 4,000 footers in the White Mountains, um, flew him out to the Pacific Northwest. And it was, it, it worked out and it was like really... Uh, It felt really good to do that. But (laughs) when I had my second, the story was much different because they're less than two years apart. And it was a major blow that I could not, you know, it's just, it was impossible to have an almost two-year-old and an infant and do all those things. It just, it couldn't happen. I couldn't be out all day. I couldn't like be breastfeeding the infant and then like trying to chase the toddler and or carry the toddler. And it was really, really hard. And um, I really had to shift kind of like what I realized I could do. And, And even when I was pregnant with my second, with my daughter, like... I was backpacking through the Dolomites in Italy, (laughs) pregnant. So I was like going from like 100% full on, like I can do anything to suddenly like, nope, you can't. And um, my mental health, I would say, took a turn. I ended up seeing a counselor and she was really wonderful. And I still see her once in a while. And she said, "Why why don't you find moms that are like you? And she suggested that I go on some outings with a, a local club called Hike It Baby. And it is a national club. I'm sure some of your your listeners are familiar with it. Um, and that was scary because like, I'm not super outgoing. And so I was like, I don't want to like add social stress to my already stress. But it was great because like I'd show up and they'd kind of show me a new trail. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this was here. And this is a trail that my two-year-old can do and I can carry my daughter and I don't have to drive two hours or I don't have to worry about like that my son can't do it. Um, so that that was really good. Um, and so after my daughter, the se- you know, my second child, everything kind of shifted. And that's when I kind of realized it took time that I have to, if I want to do those big hikes, I have to do them alone. Uh or um, maybe with a friend, but it it was going to take time until both kids could do those kind of big adventures anymore. It's a big change going from 
having a baby that you can carry. Yeah. And they're kind of just like toted along with you to a toddler. And then as they grow up and they have to do more on their own. Yeah. And so it's it's really up to their skill level that you have to kind of go back down to that. Yes. And now they're people. three and five. And my daughter is, is tall for her. I'm tall and she's tall too. And I had this realization like last week, I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't think I can carry her in this pack much longer because yeah. my son at five is starting to be able to do, you know, like a mile or two, but she's not going to be able to do that. I'm like, dang it. Like that window yeah. again, I'm going to have to wait a couple of years before they both can do a couple of miles. But oh yeah. It's an adjustment. Yes. And that's interesting. You mentioned Hike It Baby. Um, that was actually an organization that I found as well when my oldest was a baby. I'm trying to think how old she would have been, but, and it really helped me so much too. I, when she was a baby, I felt pretty lonely. Like I just, I didn't feel connected to a lot of people. And I feel like even with just, and that's, I mean, the transition to motherhood is different for everybody. For me, I feel like my first was my, my hardest and then kind of got easier after that. Um, but it helps so much to help me feel a little bit more confident and like I could mm-hmm. get out and do things with my child with me and having totally. those groups and to show you the places you can go. Like you were talking about finding those new trails that, oh, this is a place that that is much more kid-friendly that I can come yeah. out here. Yeah. Exactly. And I can imagine, you know, because you were used to those much more difficult trails and bigger adventures like you maybe didn't know about. The, the smaller, like closer by nature walks, right? <laughs> yeah. And I probably wouldn't have even considered them hikes. It's like, oh yeah, whatever. It's not worth my time. It's only a half mile loop. And now I'm like, oh my God, I live for a half mile loop. I love a half mile yeah. loop because we're never too far from the car. We can take an hour to do it. We can like look for, you know, nature treasures along the way. Um, and I probably wouldn't have known of, about a lot of those places locally if it wasn't for that club. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. There's there's this quote, and now I'm not going to be able to think of <sighs> exactly how it goes, but the gist of it is that, you know, childhood is a gift, not just for the child who's experiencing it, for but, but for everybody who gets to be witness to it. Totally. And I feel that so much with my own kids, like watching my kids discover things outside it's like getting to discover that all over again with them and those things that you kind of forget about as an adult. Yes. And I'm a science teacher. And so you add like the natural history aspect to that. And my son asked like why a rock looks a certain way. And I'm like, oh, let me tell you about the rock cycle, my little (laughs) child, you know, and it's this opportunity to dispense all the knowledge that I just love about, you know, plants and animals and rocks and mountains. And he, he gets way more info than he needs. Like, why is that mountain there? I'm like, well, let's talk about plate tectonics for a little bit. <laughs> but it's, um, it is, it's so wonderful to like discover those new things through your kid's eyes and, and see the world differently. I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. What do you think your kids gain from the time that they spend outside and the time that your family spends outside? Um, so like from a practical sense, they have a happier mom when we're outside. Um, I guess, you know, I'm sure other moms can relate through the pandemic. It was just so stressful suddenly being at home, um, all the time. Whereas before, 
we'd go to the Children's Museum and we'd go to parks and we'd go to hikes and we'd go to playgrounds. But then, especially early on with the pandemic, no more playgrounds, no more, you know, museums, no more parks. Um, and so the trails were, were kind of like it. Um, and, and natural spaces that weren't as crowded, you know. And so yep. I think they see me more relaxed. Um, they don't, I, I get stressed, you know, seeing the box of Legos being dumped out and, you know, the, the paints all over the floor or whatever. And I don't have that stress outside. And so I, I just feel like I'm a better mom when we're on a natural space. And then they're also discovering. And, you know, you had um, Dr. Um, Eisenstark on yes. and she I loved that episode because she was I was just like nodding my head yes yes like we yeah. have better conversations when we're outside because we're talking about the things that we see around us and the whys and um you know they're my my son's one of those kids that loves to climb up everything and jump off high things and I feel way more comfortable having them take kind of those positive risks in outdoors than it would be like jumping off the couch, right? Because that's more right. like a, a negative behavior. But if he's climbing up a rock wall and jumping off, like go for it and let's talk about what might happen if you fall, you know? Yeah. So I think practically just like happier and then ideologically like these deep conversations that we have. Absolutely. Yes. I loved talking to Dr. Eisenstark and just kind of reinforcing what I already felt like. Yes. Was good things, I was, right? I was, I was like, yes, exactly. taking notes. This is yeah. what I've been saying. Yeah. Definitely. And I also just think for my kids, they just, they get along. Well, I get along better with them, but they also get along better with each other. I think so too. In outdoor environments for sure. So I want to switch gears a little bit. I, obviously focus a lot on getting outside with kids and encouraging families to get outside together, you know, happy outdoor families, yeah. kind of what I'm all about. Um, so I follow a lot of these really amazing, like inspiring families and women online that do all these interesting things outside, including you. And one of the things that really stands out to me about the things that you share, you know, that tiny glimpse that we get into each other's yeah. lives online yeah is that you do such a great job of getting out on your own and still having those solo adventures. Now, obviously, you've got a lot of things on your plate. <laughs> You're a teacher and a writer, and you've got two young kids at home. Why has it been important to you to still carve out that time for yourself to get out on those solo adventures? So I mentioned a little bit before that has happened a lot more with the birth of my daughter with the second child, because when mm -hmm. I had the one, I still felt like I could do a lot of the things I love to do in the outdoors. Um, but with two, life just got so much more stressful, you know, having these two little kids and, um, I couldn't kind of go on the same adventures and it wasn't just for me. It was for my husband as well, um, that we just kind of felt that stress and it was Partly my counselor also who told me like, you need to take time for yourself. And for some moms, that's like having a glass of wine in the basement, you know, and for some <laughs> it's a yoga class. And for me, it's going on a hike. Um, and so I'm very fortunate that my husband 
is really accommodating. And he's one of these guys that like, he'd never say no. If I was like, okay, I'm going to go for three days on this like backpacking trip by myself. He'd be like, okay. Um, I don't say that because I'd feel horribly guilty. You know? <laughs> but um, what I don't feel guilty about is if I say, hey, like I'm going to go um, or I'd like to go for a hike Saturday morning. I'll be back around nap time. And then maybe you could go with your friends on a bike ride Sunday afternoon. And then the rest of the time, yeah. you know, week and we're together as a family. And that way I don't feel guilty that I'm like leaving him with the kids for four hours or five hours um, because I know he's getting his time. Um, and I, I just think it's really important. And it's really worked for us, especially with the birth of my second child. It's just, yeah. I think, really important to have that time for me, for for my mental health, for my physical fitness. Um and I'm not always alone. I, I actually would prefer to hike with my husband or hike with a friend. It's just mm -hmm. that not everybody's available. You know, most of my friends have kids or they're not into hiking. I do have one friend that's with me a lot. She's not into having her picture taken. So a lot of those <laughs> yeah. photos you see on my social media, my friend Kaylee, who's um, single, she's often with me. And if there's a fuzzy brown dog, it's probably hers in the photo. So she, <laughs> she's, I'm like, Kaylee, Will you just take my picture real quick? Thanks. <laughs> but um, she she goes with me a lot. And so I'm, yeah. I'm really thankful for her. But I also do a lot of solo hiking if she's not available. That's great. Well, yeah. that's, I love seeing it. And it's great to do it with a friend too. Just yeah. get out and have that adult time. That yes. time that's not, not focused on kids. And I love hiking with my kids too. Um, but like you said, it's usually very simple and short when it's with yes. them. You don't really get to do the, the the same kind of things or have the same mindset or experience. When and it's also great just like driving to the trailhead. It's like an hour I get to listen to a podcast and it's not yeah. kid music and I get to process oh, yeah. my thoughts. Um, and yeah, it is, it, it's, it's something I look forward to. So if I'm having a stressful week at work or with the kids, I'm like, well, on Saturday morning, I will get to take a breather and it just kind of keeps mm -hmm. me going. Yeah. That's so great. Well, and you're, that's, you are setting such a good example and I feel like it's motivating me to want to carve out that time for myself more and make those arrangements because I know my spouse would, would help me out to be able to do that, but it's, you do have to plan, right? Yeah. When you have kids, you have, you have to be intentional and make those plans to be able to make those things happen. And I think back on this last year and with the pandemic and just being so much more isolated from people outside of our households. And I feel like if it's if it's taught me anything, it's this that I need to take care of myself yeah. and do things that are for me, you know, even if I'm not alone, even if it is like you said, with with a good friend, things that aren't just kid focused. And it's been this this interesting kind of struggle between wanting to be connected to people again, like missing those things that have kind of been gone in the last year. But at the same time, for me anyway, kind of craving and appreciating solitude mm -hmm. more than I think I have before, which is kind of like would be unexpected for me, I think. Well, so many of the social things, even the, the, partial or safe social things can add that sense of worry. Cause you know, I'm like, Oh, should we be wearing masks now, even though we're outside or is grandma coming? You know, like those things can be stressful. Whereas like, I don't have to worry about anyone's health if I'm out 
hiking by myself. <laughs> it's yeah. like it takes that one layer off and I'm like, yeah, this is nice not having to worry right now about catching a virus or passing something to my family or something like that. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. The level of just stress that's added to even the simplest activities has been over the course of, you know, over a year now is so just mentally taxing. Yes, it is. I agree. I'm looking forward to the day sometime, <laughs> hopefully in the not too distant future when that will start to just dissipate and we won't have to have that on our mind. But anyways, um, and like you said too, I think when we take that time for ourselves, it does help us to be better parents as well. When we 100%. Are 100%. I know I'm a better mom. Even when I come back, I'm like, I'm ready to go. It's like, give me those kids for the rest of the day. We are going to have so much fun. Mom is rested. I'm rebooted. My mind has processed all the junk that was in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I feel like you've you've talked a little bit about kind of how you make this happen. You know, you're fortunate you've got a husband who can help you out and you can kind yeah. of um, trade off and um, have those adventures kind of on your own time and do yeah. those things, which is great. And and hopefully a lot of people listening can kind of come up with arrangements somehow um, where they can have someone, whether it's a spouse or a family member or a friend, be able to take care of their kids and get out. Um, and it doesn't have to be hiking, right? Whatever feels Correct. good for right. you. Yeah. Whatever works for you. Um, but so how do you find... Um, like the trails that you go to, do you like to go to the same places over and over again? Or do you look for new trails? How have you find, found places to go out? So I have like two things going on. So there's the, I live in Southern New Hampshire on an area called the Sea Coast, our very short coastline. It's like 18 <laughs> miles or something. Don't quote me on that, but there it's very short. Um, and, but about an hour and a half North of me is the White Mountain National Forest. And it's amazing hiking. Um, so that's where I used to be a guide. I love going there. Um, and I'm very familiar with the trails because, like I said, I was a backpacking guide there. And so yeah. um, I will pick out peaks. Sometimes it's ones I've done before. Um, I'm hiking on uh, Friday is a holiday for like a day off for teachers here. And um, so I already have it arranged that Friday morning, Kaylee and I are going to the Whites and we've been texting back and forth on what we're going to do for a hike. So I found that on all trails, the the hike that we're going to try out for the first time. Um, and then around my area, you know, if I have, maybe I don't get to do a big hike for the weekend, but, um, you know, Thursday after work, I'm going to go, I'm going to get right out when the school bell rings and go somewhere before I have to pick up the kids. And um, I usually lately have been just like, I'm trying to find every trail in my region. Mm -hmm. And um, I posted on a, a little local Instagram account that I have called Seacoast Hikes. And so that's really fun because it's so low. I, I feel a little more nervous taking my kids to a hike I've never done before because I yeah. don't know if there's a bathroom or a playground or enough parking or if it's going to be really muddy or whatever. Um, so I love to try them out first. So like I did one after school on Monday or Tuesday and I just like looked on all trails and I was like, hmm, all right, let's go see. And it like took me a while to find the trailhead and then I found it and it was like less than a mile loop and it was great. And I was like, all right, tried that one. So I use all trails a lot, use my hike at baby group still a lot. You know, we don't do things in person, yeah. but we have a, um, a Facebook group and people post stuff on there. I've learned so many local trails from that group. So 
Um, yeah, uh, all trails, uh, Facebook groups. And then I go back to a lot of old favorites that I've yeah. done a million times. Yeah. Well, so you also have just come out with a book, um, especially for folks who might be in the Seacoast region, yeah. um, Seacoast Hikes and Nature Walks. So can you share a little bit about that and what inspired you to write that? Sure. Yeah. So this is for a very select small region. <laughs> um, so probably most of your listeners, um, it wouldn't necessarily be useful. But I, like during the pandemic, like so many, I turned to the outdoors and I couldn't go to a lot of those trails that I had gone with Hike It Baby before because they were they were swamped and I was getting really stressed out showing it up at a little local trail parking lot and it being full and be like, oh my God, like there's people everywhere and now I'm worried we're all going to get sick. And, you know, so I started looking up new trails and um, kind of posting about them on last summer on this little Instagram account I made just for Seacoast. And then um, people kept suggesting a book and I was, you know, I am a writer. I write for a number of uh, places, freelance, and then also regular contributor for a local mom's blog. And um, plus I have my own blog, but I was like, oh, I don't want to write a trail book. That's like, you know, I don't know, a hundred trails or something. And so I, um, my dad, who's a writer, was like, don't do 100, just do 10. And I was like, oh, I mm -hmm. could, yeah, I could do 10. That sounds good. So I wrote a small um, hiking guidebook. And uh, here in New England, if you, there's a lot of trail lists. So if you do, you know, the 48, 4,000 footers, you get a completion patch. If you do the, like the bell naps, you get a completion patch. There's the terrifying uh -huh. 25, you get a patch. So I was like, I'm going to make a patch because you know what? Like an eight-year-old can do my trails and they should get the patch for doing all Ted. So oh, I had patches cool. made. So you can, you know, the, the book is an ebook. It's just meant to be viewed on your phone. And if you do all 10, I'll send you a patch and a bumper sticker that you completed so them fun. all. <laughs> <laughs> so that's such a fun project. I, I feel like that's such a neat contribution to your local area to have yeah. that guide. And what I found is on my that little Instagram page, you know, it's just kind of grown by word of mouth, but I look at the analytics and it's like 90% women aged 25 to 45. I'm like, that's moms. It's moms yeah. that are following me. They need places to take their kids. And the ones that get shared and liked are the ones that are under a mile. And I'm like, okay, these are my people that are like, yeah. you know, they're looking for little trails to take their kids because they're home and it's a pandemic still, or they just need a place on the weekend. And I put, if there's a playground, if there's bathrooms, if you can bring your dog, you know, and it's really fun connecting with moms through that thing as well, local moms and being like, oh my gosh, I'm contributing. I'm helping another mom like me not be able to manage, you know, their kids and have something for them to do. So it, it's been a fun project. Yeah. That's so cool. I feel like that's exactly what I need. It's like, oh, it's like getting the wheels turning. I'm like, yeah, oh, maybe need somebody needs to write this for my area. You could. <laughs> or any you listeners out there, if you're not in the seacoast region, you can find some trails and, and offer that information to other people. But that's, yeah, so what a gift to moms and other people who want those, those trails yeah. in that category. So that's really cool. Thank you. Something that I love to ask and have people share is if you can think of 
um, an outdoor experience that you've had with your family that was really memorable or really special for you? Oh, that's such a great question. Uh, we, we have a lot. So we're, we're out every weekend at least. And during the summer, it's just like every day because I, I don't work in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, I asked my kids last night, you know, they were in the bath and, and I was kind of like, okay, well, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite place? What's your favorite? And I, I asked them both kind of like, what's your favorite hike or what's your favorite outdoor thing? And they both told me the same trail. So even mm. though it's not my favorite trail, I would say they have really positive connections with this little trail um, in our region. It's called the Winnie the Pooh Trail, which is so adorable. And I think yeah. every town should have this trail. So it's only a mile. And along the way, every, you know, like 50 to 100 feet, there's one of the characters' houses. And it's not nothing big. Oh, it's just a cute. rock and a little picture of, you know, Kanga on a sign or um, kind of, you know, somebody's put a bunch of sticks together to make almost like a little teepee or something. And there's a picture of Eeyore. Um, And sometimes people put a little trail magic on the trail and you'll find a little, you know, piglet stuffy. Um, For Christopher Robin, somebody just like nailed a, um, (laughs) like a cabinet door to a tree. Um, and it's just the cutest thing. And they would go there every day. And they now, you know, run from house to house. They know that trail so well. And it's the easiest trail to do because there's no whining, there's no complaining because they just want to get to the next one. So we have so many positive experiences at the Winnie the Pooh Trail. And we've gone with, you know, the different grandparents and we would go with that and we go with like um, friends and stuff. So I think probably probably that trail has really, it's, it's short, it's sweet, and um, has amazing memories for my children. They just think hiking's the best, especially, and they, they still think every time I'm, I say, do you think Pooh will be there today? They're like, maybe. You know, they, it's the magic is there. You know, they think yeah. they might see Pooh. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, cute. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. And I I love that that's one of those things that you can already see, like this is going to be something that they remember forever. Forever. And they, all, they, there's that, I just love that, like, they're like, ah, oh, it's really, he wasn't there this time. Dang, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe we're a little quieter, maybe, you know, who knows? And I make up stories, you know, well, I heard, you know, that Nate saw him once. <laughs> it's just, the, the magic is there. It's really, really great. Yeah. And it'll be one of those things that they'll keep pretending with you even past, like, you know, they don't really believe that there's gonna be poo but they'll still play along I think you're right I hadn't <laughs> thought of that but I bet you're right yeah. <laughs> it makes me laugh. and I love that and there's a lot of power in having spaces that you return to again and again I mean yes. new adventures are fun but having having those spaces especially for kids that kids can be out in on a regular basis and feel connected to I think that their appreciation for the outdoors and their their sense of belonging there will be so strong because they have those spaces. Yes. And they're seeing their own abilities grow. You know, like when they were really little, they couldn't walk the whole mile loop. You know, mm-hmm. I would carry them part of it. 
Um, and then my son started to be able to do it and I'd be carrying my daughter. And the other day she just did the whole thing by herself. And that was like a milestone. You're like, oh my gosh, we're, you know, we're doing it. And um, he can climb the bigger rocks now or throw, you know, a rock further into the pond there. And it's, it is, it's, it's just a really special experience. I I think you're right. Having those special places. Yeah. And watching them grow and watching them change. I love it. Oh, so great. Well, this has been such an awesome conversation, Lindsay. I'm so glad that you could come on and talk. And um, listeners, if you are not already following Lindsay (laughs) online and reading her blog, she's so much fun. And I know that she will be an inspiration to so many of you to get outside with with your families and on your own to have that, that outdoor time. So thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I love your podcast. Thanks so much. I always end these conversations feeling so refreshed and inspired. Lindsay shared some insights that I thought were so helpful for moms, both about getting out and experiencing the outdoors with your kids and also the value of getting out on adventures without them. If you want to connect with Lindsay online, you can find her on Instagram at freelanceadventurer and on her blog, freelanceadventurer.com. I would also love to connect with you and find out more about how you like to experience the outdoors and what you'd like to hear on the podcast. You can leave a review and tell me your thoughts or find me on Instagram at happy outdoor families and send me a message. As always, I hope you have a great week and I hope that you can find the space to reset and relax in whatever way feels good to you. Until next time, I will see you outside.